Folks, you're listening to the start of the Drew Marshall Show, and we're starting each week with live. ignores who you're listening to and I would suggest that I shut up and we listen a little more she's about to perform live on the Drew Marshall show Bonsignor is a multi-talented singer-songwriter. She was born into an incredibly musical family. Uh, her last name used to be Von Trapp, but she changed it to Bonsignor. Uh, she could sing before she could talk. She was competing in, uh, in regional somethings. I, I'll, we'll talk about how to pronounce those things. Estafudas, I think. is. I don't know. I have no idea. By the age of six. It's a South African thing, I'm imagining. And uh, composed her first song at the age of nine. The South African native grew up on the stage performing and exploring everything from Mozart to musical theater to folk, country, jazz. She's performed in London, New York, South Africa, and of course Toronto, which has now been her home for the last uh, 12 years or so. Uh, she has over 18 years of experience as a vocal coach and choir director and continues to teach voice in Toronto, where she's quickly making a name for herself in the Toronto music scene. Annie Bonsignor's self-produced debut album, Shades of Red, is a collection of 11 original songs with her extraordinary voice accompanied only by piano and violin. And you just got a little taste of that uh, as we uh, were listening right there. So welcome to the Drew Marshall Show. Annie. Hi. (laughs) So was it a tough thing getting here today? Was it a long drive? Was it Uh, crazy? No, it wasn't a long drive. I had some help from my friend Martin Oberon, who uh, has been a godsend in the past couple weeks. Nice. So, uh, very last minute, he agreed to drive me out here. Brilliant. Yeah. I saw you perform recently at Hugh's Room. Yes. I had to wait till the end of the night to yeah. see you perform at Hugh's Room. Mm-hmm. First of all, shout out to Jane Harbury. Hi, Jane. I hope you're listening. <laughs> she is, um, you know, she knows how to pick them. Yeah. And um, I don't know who found who, if she found you or you found her, but... We found each other. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. 
The cello and you get along quite well. Mm-hmm. Who is that lady? That lady is Amber Walton Amar. Right. And uh, I recently met Amber about three weeks ago uh, because I was offered a, a massive opportunity of getting uh, a music video done. Okay. And uh, the night before, I found Amber and uh, sent her the parts, and we got together the next day and ran them, and we were recording a music video, and now we have this wonderful romance her and I, <laughs> uh, and we've been having this incredible, you know, just sisterly love bonding music thing. Yeah, yeah. good. Anyway. Good. So you and I um, chatted on the phone, uh, let's see, a month or so ago, I think. At length, yes. Yeah, and um, you've got quite a journey, quite a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, but I just want to talk about your music before we talk about your story first. Sure. I just said to you off air, you're a walking a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Your tones, the way you put together songs, mm-hmm. uh, has a ridiculous amount of emotive um, stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not using my words properly here. But uh, what I'm trying to say is your music could be on any soundtrack in any movie at any time. Well, I'm hopeful that one day that will happen. It has been on... I, my music was featured in an independent film a few years ago, mm-hmm. but... That is, yes. What's the best independent film you've ever seen? Mine was Searching for Sugar Man. Okay, that was a great movie. Um, I actually haven't seen that many independent films, which is sad because I have a lot of friends in the industry. Um, so was was Searching for Sugar Man, I just forgot his name, his real name, was he as big in South Africa as they he said was he was? He was huge in South Africa. Yeah. I used to skip school and go to the pool hall when I was, <laughs> I don't know if I should be telling people this. It's too late now. It's yeah, out there. It's out. Anyway, um, I would go and uh, go to the pool hall with all of my friends and, and Sugar Man would be on the jukebox. Yeah. And Rodriguez. Um, yes. Yeah. Rodriguez. And uh, yeah, I had no idea about his journey, but uh, I saw the film and I thought that was pretty incredible. What does being South African mean as far as who you are and your identity today? Because you've been here for a number of years, but you sound South African. You mm-hmm. have a little South African, you know, blonde, haughty thing going on. Mm-hmm. Who says that? I don't know. Um, and the inside voice. Yeah, inside sorry about voice. that. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and you, uh, you know, but I know where, where one comes from. I mean, it certainly impacts them, right? So so why, what makes you still South African? I would probably have to say my parents. I mean, I was born in South Africa, but my background is Italian mixed with about 10 other things. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm proudly South African. You know, South Africa has changed a lot, uh, you know, in the past 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh, some for for the better, some for the worse. And yeah, I don't really know how to answer that. I've been no, here but a long I mean, time. What, what, what is, uh, are you cheeky because you're South African? Are you sarcastic because you're South are you Are you serious because you're South Like, wh- uh, what w- comes along with being South African? I would have to say open-hearted. Right. And um, if I do say so myself, <laughs> being uh, a nice person, I find a lot of South Africans are really nice people. And cheeky, all of the above, yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um, I, uh, did you come to Toronto because of a boy? Oh, gosh, yes, I did. But that didn't work out about quite a while ago. So yeah. I, Icky boys, eh? 
icky. Yeah, boys can be icky. Or do you find that um, that um, relationship stuff is is sort of the the background to a lot of your songs, or is it more the state of humanity kind of thing? Um, I think it could be considered both. Uh, for me, you know, pain and heartache is what has driven a lot of my music. Right. Um, I'm writing a little bit differently now uh, to how I used to write. But yes, I was always just really inspired, you know, by how I felt in the moment. There's something about sitting behind a piano or a keyboard and having tears streaming down your face while you're coming up with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, it's very therapeutic. And unfortunately, I also think that it, it makes you hold on to pain sometimes. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Huh. Um, can you teach us some... Uh I don't know, Africanus? Like, what are you? What Some Africanus? Yeah, yeah. Africanus? Africans? I'm the wrong person to. Do you be. not know any of your old language and from the hood? Uh, I, or you know, slang? I'm from Durban, and Durbanites are known. A little more proper? Uh, no. I don't, want to, I don't want to get into trouble with all of my <laughs> South African friends. Um, but, yeah, if you. It's kind of like Dutch, kind of like German. That sounded very Dutch. Yeah. Say it again. Who handed meteor? Okay, and which means it means how are you doing? Really? Yeah. These are just. I uh, hope I'm doing? right. <laughs> I could be wrong. Do you find that the the uh, South African thing is still a, it's kind of a cool novelty? Like when I was in Australia, uh, you know, I stood out and people thought I was American. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, you, you stand out here because of your accent as well. It's a kind of a cool little uh, shtick to have. Yeah, it is, and you know, a lot of people think I'm Australian. They think I'm English. Uh, and it, it definitely is a novelty, and everyone seems to like it. So. T- tell me about these uh, regional estetafudas. So it's pronounced <laughs> I Stedford. So oh, Sted- I they, Stedford. Yeah, they have those in Australia. I didn't know that's how they were spelled. Yeah, it's a very There's a lot of spelling. extra letters in there that don't need to be there. I know, right? Yeah, so no, I've been, uh, my mom used to dress up, dress us up in frilly dresses and, and braids in our hair. And yeah. we used to have to go and be adjudicated in front of, you know, a bunch of people and compete. Uh, and, you know, we were graded and on a stage and had to do that many, many times. My mom's a music teacher, so. She's still with us, right? She's yes. still here. And, and yes. your mom and dad are there? Both of my parents, yes, are in South Africa. In South Africa. How often do you see them? Uh, well, I, my mom and, well, sorry, <laughs> there are eight nieces and nephews of mine in New York. So my uh, parents go and see my sisters often. They have no need to come and see me yet in Canada. Um, but in the past 12 years, I've been home twice, right. which isn't a lot. No. And then they come over you guys get a couple years. Are you, is there a family issue? Should you be on Jerry Springer? <laughs> uh, no, maybe not Jerry Springer. You know, we've had our ups and downs and turmoils and, and laughs. And, um, you know, growing up, I didn't get along well with my parents at all. Mm. Um, you know, now I, I love them more than anything in the world, and I always have. But but back then, there was a, there was a lot of pain uh, behind the relationships. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the pain and the, uh, a little bit more of your story that you and I discussed on the mm-hmm. phone. After we get you to do a song, I'm going to do a really sad song. Yay! <laughs> it's called Shades of Red. And what's the any background to it? Uh, no. Okay. It's, I mean, it was before before my so-called awakening. So, 
it's just going to show you a little bit of the pain, and, I guess. And after the song, we will discuss the awakening. Oh, well, sure. That sounds <laughs> good, too. <laughs> Annie Bonsignor on the Drew Marshall Show. Thank you.
Annie Bonsignor on the Drew Marshall Show. So pretty. So pretty. And your music is is pretty, too. See what I did there? See what I did? Huh? Hey? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, how do you feel now that you've just done your song and you're, you're good? You're good. You're in, I feel you're good. in the pocket now. You're there. Um, I want to give everyone her website because if you fell in love with that tune, then you will fall in love with her. The website is Annie, A-N-N-I-E, and Bonsignor is B-O-N-S-I-G-N-O-R-E, B-O-N-S-I-G-N-O-R-E.com, AnnieBonsignor.com. Of course, if you don't have time to write that down, you can go to our website later, drewmarshall.ca, and click on this week's show, and you will see her link and read her story and look at her picture and all that kind of stuff. We also have a video there posted of her. What's an awakening? <laughs> I think it's different for everyone. Um, uh, and I don't want to put myself out there and say, but I am, <laughs> um, that I'm different to anyone else's because everyone, I feel, has an awakening at some point in their lives. Sure. So, it, it, like, I would imagine someone's in a car accident, they almost die, they ha- and then they go, you know what, life's too precious, i got to change, i got to do this, i got to, or I saw a light at the end of the tunnel, or I felt God's presence, yeah. or I don't know, that kind of stuff. Well, for me, you know, I feel like I was kind of living in this in this darkness for about 30 years. And, uh, you know, my parents, I know you haven't asked me this, but um, I have lost uh, three brothers over the course of about 30 years. And um, just the repercussions of that is just a darkness, a sadness. Sure. And, you know. Um, How did they die? Uh, well, my parents' first child uh, had leukemia when he was three. I didn't know him. His name was Matthew. Um, and then uh, he was the only child in the family with flaming red hair. Hmm. And uh, then 10 years later, my brother Jonathan, I was five at the time, and he had an asthma attack when he was uh, 10 years old. And, and, uh, and then tenure, and my whole family was there when it happened. The ambulance went to the wrong school, and uh, it, it, yeah, we don't have to talk more about that. And then ten years later, when I was fourteen, my brother Thomas was in a car accident, and his best his best friend was driving, and it was just a tragedy ah. for the third time. And yeah, so I went through my life. You know, I'm, I've always been a happy bubbly person or thought I was but underneath it there was this numbness this this underlying sadness and uh, a couple years ago I felt like I was just like is this it and I felt completely like I was just floating through life and um, yeah I started to see the numbers 1111 <laughs> it's a weird thing what but do you mean you'd everywhere. wake up and all of a sudden the alarm clock said 1111 kind of thing yeah it would be 1111 and then I would go and record an exercise track for one of my singing students and I would press send and notice that it was 11 minutes and 11 seconds right. long. Right, so you started seeing the numbers 1111 11, more Everywhere. and more and more and more. Yeah. Now, were the numbers always there, but you just tweaked on them? You just started seeing them, do you I, think? It's like, you remember years ago when the tires started coming off the tractor-trailer units here? People were like, "What? how do tires come off tractor-trailer units? I don't <laughs> understand this. And there, it was like happening every week. Yeah. And, and the experts were saying, no, it, it happens, but the media has just picked up on it a lot. Well, I think that a lot of people aren't paying attention to things around them, and probably for the for you know my whole life I wasn't really paying attention because I feel that when we're I was just having this discussion a little while ago with a friend of mine, 
But I feel that when we're born, we're born completely open. And then we experience things that close us off to the way things really are. And um, I just, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. And then suddenly it was like something had just slapped me in the face. And uh, I also I rediscovered a song I wrote. Um, was called, it called 11-11? It was called 11-11. <laughs> no, it was like a prayer. Though, and it, uh, that I wrote about 15 years ago and I hadn't seen it and like I said two years ago when this all started to happen I found the song and I sang it and I just it was like a plea for help uh, oh. to experience to feel again well why do you think those numbers were coming into your face so much well I think I was just about to experience something and it's a very long story <laughs> and uh, but it just Something was waking me up. A lot of people consider the numbers 1111. A lot of spiritual people consider 1111 a wake-up call, right. a, a code of activation. And then once you acknowledge that, you start noticing others. And Other uh, other what? Other numbers. Pos- oh. But it's all positive. It's Have you not- ever noticed 666? Have you ever seen that anyway? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, but, you know, apparently there's nothing wrong with Okay, I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm sure there's a lot wrong with that number, but, but yeah. anyway. <clears throat> so ultimately, do you think that – and people use different language for this, right? I mean, we have a lot of different people on this show use a lot of different language to explain the other, mm-hmm. the spiritual world or whatever. And so do you think that the universe was trying to get your attention? Do you think that God was trying to get your attention? Do you think your brothers were trying to get your attention? Uh, you know, I haven't actually figured it all out yet. Um, I'm, I feel, you know, my the song that I wrote was to God. I, I grew up Christian, but uh, I, when I was 14 and Thomas had passed away, I, I denied God and I stopped believing and I stopped singing the Lord's Prayer in school. Hmm. And Do you and remember a moment when you sort of said, okay, that's it, I'm out of here, I'm not doing this anymore? Or did it just kind of over it time? Ha- well, that happened when, when my third <clears throat> brother passed away. I just said, I, this I is ridiculous, I'm, you and I are done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I, it, I was angry. Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that I stopped believing but I was definitely angry but anyway so I don't know you know I'm on this whole meditation kick right now I'm loving meditation and that's all about the universe and and the law of nature and and I believe that it's all the same thing myself Mm -hmm. and I know that would probably get me in a lot of hot water with some people but whatever not on this show yeah (laughs) that's good no I believe it's God I believe it's the universe I believe you know that we're all I don't know, that we all have, you know, God in us. Do you think that there's evil? Yes. Do you think that there's a supernatural, scary, nasty, spooky, evil thing out there? Yes. Well, I think that you can make it worse with your mind. Yeah, good call. Well said. Yeah, but uh, I just choose not to kind of, uh, I prefer to focus on the good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you do strike me as... Someone who does that. Yeah. 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 Um, you and I, can, we will keep talking, but we need to have another song, okay. if that's all right. Yeah. Um, what, what would you like to do with this? Well, part? maybe I'll mix it up. Maybe I'll do one of my um, this, the more recent songs after all of this started happening. So I'll do a song uh, that I wrote following a meditation that I had. Okay. Yeah, again, live on the Drew Marshall Show. The one and only, I'm sure there's another one, but we don't care about the other ones, Annie Bonsignor. 
these people living in their pain become lost in time I was searching now it's making sense the time is now the time is now felt the fall heard the calls of the signs shimmered like so That's what we are, shining bright Fingerprints all over me What you give is what you get, you see Share your heart, share your For everyone we meet All a part of who we are Felt the fall, heard the calls of the signs Shimmered lights all over me A work of art, that's what we Absolutely beautiful. You know, normally when we uh, when an artist finishes songs here, uh, we we applaud. But um, it, it, I don't want to do that because you you these songs put you in a spot. You know, there's a surreal thing that happens, and the purity of you know. I, look, I know you hear all the night the suck up stuff. People say all this stuff all the time, but that's got to be one of the reasons that you decided to do this minimalistic album as well. You re- you must have over the years received so much encouragement as to the purity of of what you do, and yet it's it's not. You know, there aren't 37 instruments or players on stage, or you know the huge mix and the production. And anyway, I'm yeah. rambling. <laughs> that's okay. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's got to be the reason behind the the CD. True story. Yeah, yeah. I um you know, I was uh signed to a label back in South Africa many years ago and uh I was very grateful for the opportunity, but they wanted to kind of change up the music and I've always 
I don't know. I just have. Um, I'm pretty uh, picky, and uh, I just know how I want it to sound, and that could be a bad thing. Hmm. Who knows? But yeah. I just got a text from my assistant who said you sound amazing. Oh, that's very kind. I don't think she's ever sent a text during the music portion of the show and said, you sound amazing. Thank you, assistant. I don't know her name. She's nameless. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm assuming people can go to your website and and buy this. Can they go on to other, like iTunes and whatever else? It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Um, I am the only one who has the physical copies. (laughs) Unfortunately, I need to get a few more. Um, But yes, uh, Unfortunately, Fingerprints is not on that album. Why? Because uh, it's a new song. This was written, the whole album was inspired by, you know, I mean, it's music from over like 12 years. There's some cheesy stuff on there. There's some emotional stuff, some upbeat stuff. But, yeah. This this uh, feels like a CD that uh, would go well with uh, maybe a, a Syrah, you know, just a couple of people by a fireplace. Would that work? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trying to set the mood here. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, do you, uh, South Africans have a Thanksgiving uh, thing? Is that uh, just a North American pilgrimy thing? Uh, we do, but we don't celebrate it in the same, you know, no. intensity. It's not really turkey that we would have. It's usually like roast lamb or right. chicken. Or, I know. <sighs> roast lamb. Um, <laughs> can I just throw? I know everyone's. Oh, you're South African. Hey, so did did you know Nelson Mandela? You know they do this kind of weird. No, segment. who's that? <laughs> Stop it. Just kidding. So is he to you guys what we have been told he is to you guys? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But I would imagine there's still some mixed feelings about. You can't go through what Nelson Mandela went through and the apartheid stuff and everything else. You can't go through that without having still some factional residual residual effect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, I guess, I don't know if this is a discussion that we should be getting into, but uh, when I was nine, that was when the part, okay, now I'm, I'm aging myself. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that anyway. happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I was nine, um, apartheid started, and uh, that was, we had no color in our schools, right, at uh. that age, and then it suddenly happened. So it was, it was a... Definitely a new experience, and and growing up uh, with this massive change, it affected a lot of people. Mm. So there was some resentment from both sides, and you know, it's. I just hope that things are getting better. Because what is the what is the spookiest, weirdest? Get let's go right to the top of the list of spookiest, weirdest spiritual encountery things that you've ever encountered. Hmm. Because I know it can't be looking at the alarm clock and it says 11 No, it would probably have to be. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw the eleven eleven, and then someone told me something was going to happen and it did. And they didn't tell me what, but I was in my kitchen uh, washing dishes right around the time that all of this was happening two years ago. And my ears closed. <laughs> And you're going to think I'm nuts for saying this. Uh, but my You're ears, listening to the Drew Marshall show. Yeah. No, but my ears like popped. And it's as if, you know, when you're on an airplane and your ears pop closed. But this was actually popping in the opposite direction. It felt like hmm. like I was opening up to some different frequency of some sort. And so this happened. And while that happened, suddenly I heard this. It lasted the whole weekend, but I heard this shifting. It was as if I was hearing the earth shift 
under and, your and feet. I felt the sky tumbling down. down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway. So what, like, look, a skeptic's going to hear that and say, well, maybe you're having some biochemical, maybe there's something in your brain yeah. was, maybe your equilibrium was. Uh, yeah, they can say that. But, uh, you know, I know what it is. it was to me. And it was, I, I also started getting, like, itchy. And um, I know it sounds weird. <laughs> uh, but like uh, I could feel it was like little pinpricks of uh, of energy of electricity and I was really really itchy and I was running around my apartment turning off the music turning off the air vents thinking is this the bass in the music in the meditation music that I was suddenly listening dude, to dude when those morons drive by with their subwoofers cracked <laughs> I get itchy too well yeah no. but it wasn't any of that stuff it wasn't any of that stuff and also so I, it was like this rumbling it was as if God or whatever you want to call it was breathing in my ears. It wasn't as if it was outside. It was I want within. that. I want that kind of experience. Well, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. If to it's say to that. seriously, if there is a God, that's my whole kind of shtick. That's my whole whinging thing. I, you know, if there is a God, I would like some kind of cool thing. Well, I don't. You know, we all, you know, the mature, spiritually mature people will say things like, "Oh no, you don't, you know, you don't need to have that to, to believe in God." I get that, and yeah, and maybe you're just not paying attention. Oh it's, man, I knew you were going to say. Maybe that. it's maybe you know you do have all of these little things happening, and you're just not paying attention to right. it. You know how many times I've heard that in my life. Basically, what you're saying is maybe you're an idiot. Well, maybe that's a sign. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, but um, you asked me about freakiness, but I want to tell you one more thing. Yeah. If we have, can I? Do sure. That? So yeah, I had the rumbling and the shifting, and it was like a. <laughs> that sounds very strange over the microphone. Um, but then. Wait, what was the sound? Do it again. It's this shifting sound. Do it again. Like. Hmm. Hmm. It sounds like whales, mm-hmm. humpback yeah. whales. No, it was really, really crazy. I, I thought I was losing my mind. I And then, anyway, so a few days later I had a meditation. And this is the meditation that um, inspired fingerprints that I just played mm. for you. And I felt a thumb on my cheek during this meditation. But not a real thumb. It was like a, a the energy of a thumb. And it was as if... Like a fatherly figure or something was stroking my cheek, hmm. like stopping the tears, saying, it's okay, child, anyway, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the most freaky thing that wow. has happened. And I, I, and I was also seeing, like, I was really, really deep into this meditation, but I was seeing these white lights uh, perfectly synchronized uh, just going throughout and I, it was really incredible. You know, there's. Um, I grew up uh, in the Jesus scene, and there are a lot of people who would say, "Well, all that stuff you're, that you're experiencing is um, is evil, and um, and just because it's it's kind of cool and lights and you know the you know sensations and stuff, it's just distraction. It's meant to distract mm-hmm. you from Jesus." Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I. What do you think about that? I can only say from my direct experience that. You know, I know I'm a good person, and I feel that it was a very pure, pure event in my life. And, uh, you know, people can believe what they want to believe, and that's fine. Um, It's not going to change my experience, though. Hmm. And I do know that ever since this all started happening, my whole life, all of these wonderful, positive things are coming my way. I'm inspired to write music that helps people, that inspires people, and I don't see anything evil or wrong in that. No. So. No. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. 
Joining us live in studio for Live on the Drew Marshall Show, devoted solely to the art of music, is Annie Bonsignor. And uh, Annie is about to do another song for us. What are you going to do? Uh, I was going to do another depressing one. Yes! <laughs> I'm so in that mood well, today. <laughs> well, this song is uh, called Moon Stained Black, and it is... Oh, what a great title. I love Thank that. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not going to actually do the bridge of the song. I'm shortening it. I'm just going to do... The rest of us don't need to know that. We would never know if you're going to shorten the bridge. Well, maybe I will and maybe I won't. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Again, <laughs> ladies you. and gentlemen, live in the Drew Marshall Show, Annie Bonsignor.
So well done. So well done. Uh, Annie Bonsignores, who you've been listening to, her website is Annie, A-N-N-I-E-B-O-N-S-I-G-N-O-R-E. Bonsignor. Now, that sounds like a French, you know, thing. Is it French? Yeah, it's half French, half Italian. I don't know. Bonsignore. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, Growing up, there was a bit of a problem. What, the whole French-Italian thing? Bonsignor. Oh, Bonsignor. Bonsignor. You're right. Bonsignore. Nice. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just Please have to continue. marry a guy named Smith. Is Sam available? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> nice. Just kidding. That's I actually good. don't, yeah. Yeah, you're not into him? No, actually, I do like his music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> do, you, do you think the best songwriters write out of a heartache? Uh, no. I, I mean, I, yes, in some ways, but I think that uh, you can be inspired by many different things. Just for me, I was inspired by pain in the past, but now I'm feeling way more inspired by the beauty hmm. and of things. Is one of your songs not going to be featured on some charity, some... Th- oh, yeah. Great question, Drew. Some yeah. charity no. thing, <laughs> thing. I didn't quite know stuff, you, where you were going with that. But buddy. Yes, one of the songs from the album, it's called Feel For You, and that is going to be uh, the, the theme song for the Youthdale Foundation next year. Um, I'm supposed to be climbing the second tallest mountain in Canada with 30 children with mental illness. And um, Wow. Yeah, and then they're using Feel For You as the theme song for that. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Well, I, I said I would do it, but uh, that is a little bit of a steep climb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, so climb the mountain to reach the top with this river running right through your heart. And this song is not for that, for that but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I'm just reading some of your lyrics. Oh, yeah. I am a lyric junkie, and I was going over your lyrics today. Mm, I've never really been fond of my lyrics. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm more of. It's I, got. They're a lot better than I've got. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Well, that's true. That's I, true. I think I was about to say I've got big butts. <laughs> um, why don't you like your your lyrics? Uh, well, no, it's not that I don't. It's just sometimes I feel that I I. I don't know. I think it's just a hurdle that I've got to get over, you know. Yeah, it I'm, is. I'm realizing that people actually do like the lyrics, so yeah. I, I shouldn't be so critical of myself, probably. Yeah. I think you should stop that. Stop it yes. right now. Yes, um, Who Who is in your CD player right now? Oh, wait, in your car. Do you have a CD player? Uh, actually, my CD player at home, George Kohler, is in my He's CD so player. stinking good. He's so stinking good. And, and nice and, and yeah, everything? I've been listening to his... Uh, his uh, meditation CD. I was just trying to... He's got a meditation CD? Oh, he's got lots. Really? Yeah. I thought he was just a double bass player extraordinaire. Mm, extraordinaire is the word. Yeah. No, he. I think he plays some... I don't know how many. Probably like 30 different instruments. Oh, really? I yeah. saw him... First time I saw him play was with a guy named Mike Jansen in Toronto. Mike's a jazz uh, pianist. And uh, they were at the um, Glenn Gould Theater. Man, is that a, have you been to that theater? No, but All I want to be there. there. Yeah, you soon. need to you need to have a performance <laughs> there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who? Sorry, go ahead. Can I also mention that? Um, can I mention a performance I'm doing tonight? You can. This okay? is the, this, you just hit the right spot in your interview to flog stuff. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> well, tonight I'm going to be singing at Feathers Pub uh, on Kingston Road. It's in the Beaches, and I'm going to be singing with two wonderful songwriters, Civil uh, Ray and. What is the name? You can say it. 
Danielle oh, Baudin. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But uh, yes, so uh, nice. it's called One, Two, Three Ladies, and it's going to be quite an evening of music. Beautiful. So, and, and again, where is it? Feathers Pub? Yeah, Feathers Pub, and it starts at 9 p.m. Excellent. Yeah. Is there another gig you want to tell people about? Uh, so, yes, I'm actually at the supermarket in Kensington Market on Sunday at 7.15. I'm the feature there. And then on the... There are a bunch of performances. Yeah. You, you not, can see them on my... Do you not play at Gate, whatever it is, 403? Yes, I sing at Gate 403 every third Thursday of the month. Okay. And... Um, and you can get all. Oh, by the way, my Facebook page yes. uh, is just Annie Bonsignor, and uh, I encourage people to like to follow the page. you to creep yeah, on you because that you know if they want to keep up with uh, when the performances are, that's all listed on my page. Well, let's uh, let's do another song, folks. You've been listening to live on the Drew Marshall Show, devoted solely to the art of music, and uh, this month. The sponsor of uh, Live on TDMS has been Voice of the Martyrs Canada, vomcanada.com. Annie Bonsignor, I, could, I still stumble over your name, Annie. That's okay. AnnieBonsignor.com is the website, and that's who you've been listening to, performing beautifully raw and live here on the show. The last song is? Uh, this is called Be the Mountain. Or climb the mountain, whichever one you prefer. I like it. I like it. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show. Annie Bonsignor. <laughs> we are love. We are light. Have you ever seen a pink and blue sky? There is beauty around us. It's in us all It's in the air we breathe It's in the stars we see It's in the fight that is our life It's always there So be the mountain
Bonsignor on the Drew Marshall Show. So beautiful. So, so well done. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, you so much. You knocked it out of the park. Me. Oh, you're very, <laughs> yeah, right. No, you did. Well, you're very kind. I am, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Drew. It was an honor. Jane Harbury, if you're listening, thank you. Keep thank sending you, me these kind of gems, will you, please? Annie Bonsignor is uh, who you've been listening to. I want to go out with one more of her tracks off her CD. What oh, I just wanted to say I love you, Mom and Dad. And also to my manager, Ray. I just wanted to say I'm sorry he's not here today. That was a nice quick suck up at the end to Ray. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, it's the rest of the Drew Marshall Show. Stay with us. Feeling uneasy, do you not see me? All these emotions are rushing in. Think too much clearly, it's making my head spin. No matter, I can't win, you're all I see Protect myself With walls of doubt Stay with me now Cause I don't think that I can leave I'm loving you anyway I don't have strength to say Take my breath away with all you are And every time you touch me I let go piece by piece Losing a part of me Each time you leave Each time you leave It's not that easy I've never had this I think I'm just nervous of what it means When we stay up late, sharing our secrets Why can't I tell you you're all I need? Protect myself with the walls of doubt Stay with me now Cause I don't Take my breath away with all you 
time.